0: Leaders, so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. Today, I'm talking about Great British Railways, not the concept of Great British Railways or railways in Great Britain, but the actual organisation, Great British Railways, which is soon going to be a thing that effectively reinvents, I would say, British Rail. Now, for younger listeners, British Rail used to be the organisation that ran, coordinated all of the rail network, including the infrastructure and every single train. And it was divided into various different regions and very often reorganised as well. Then in the mid-1990s came privatisation. This meant that effectively the whole country was carved up, uh, different franchises were sold off the, the West Coast Mainline, the cross-country franchise, uh, Thames, Suburban Services, all manner of uh, different franchises were sold off in order to have competition and better value for the uh, travelling public. That was the idea. Now, in the 25 years or so between privatisation and Covid, things were going in the right direction. The extent to which it would have happened anyway because of increased economic activity, because of, for example, the fact that uh, roads were not exactly great and the fact even things such as the fact that people can work and use their phones and so on on trains which they can't when they're driving. Um, All sorts of things meant that passenger numbers effectively doubled. Now what happened next was Covid. It was already recognised in uh, the Williams review. This is Keith Williams, former British Airways Chief Executive, who was called in to say, oh come on this is an absolute mess. It actually came He he was brought in after, that. you might remember the terrible timetable fiasco of 2018, when new timetables were brought in, but they were so shambolically coordinated that everything fell apart. It was extremely embarrassing. And it was really seen as the sort of last tolerable failure of privatisation. Then came Covid, and with it, a collapse in numbers. And so therefore, instead of having companies who would come in they thought they could make an absolute fortune and run the trains according to specification and collect all the profit but take all the risk. Everything was put onto emergency management agreements which effectively said uh, you just run the trains we'll sort out the collapse in passenger revenue. That was the idea. Now what happened then was that the Williams Shapp's rail plan came into effect and the idea was we are going to, a cynical person would say, reinvent the wheel. We're going to bring back something called Great British Railways. Um, They couldn't call it British Rail because otherwise that would be an admission of defeat. And I'm speaking to you now immediately outside the headquarters of Network Rail, which is based in London Waterloo and is the organisation that looks after the infrastructure it's also going to be very much at the heart of the new Great British Railways even the chief executive Andrew Haynes is going to be the same person and the idea of Great British Railways is that effectively they stipulate they coordinate they work out what trains need to be run across the nation there will be hopefully a lot of local input the idea being that Um, different regions, different areas, different counties, will be able to say, hang on, what we need is this, and we are going to organise it. But then they will contract with companies to run the agreed level of service. So it's not going to be privatisation, it's going to be effectively renationalisation, but with private companies still doing a lot of the running of the railways. The idea is everything is properly coordinated it all makes a lot more sense. Well that's the theory Great British Railways is soon going to be um, finding a new headquarters somewhere which won't be in central London. My money is on Crewe but other places including Derby and Wakefield are also in the running for it and the idea is that wherever it is based they will be Putting together a rail system that is fit for the future. They're also, incidentally, I've just walked into the main concourse of the UK's busiest railway station. They will also be trying to sort out the conundrum of what you do about the fact that trains are not arriving here full of commuters who are paying thousands of pounds every year for the uh, pleasure of catching their 5:17 from here to Woking each evening. So. They need to sort out the finances. They need to sort out the railways. There's various lines that are hopefully being reopened and that will be very, very good. We've got HS2 as well. But bear in mind that one of the terrible things that befell British Rail was that it was always in thrall to the Treasury and money would be turned off like turning off a tap and everything would be very, very dismal and it was kind of managed decline. Railways have very much been in unmanaged decline for the last couple of years. It remains to be seen if Great British Railways will be able to turn that around. We shall see so much to do, not least on the fares. I'm looking down at the self-service ticket booth. Quite a lot of confused people. That's because the fares system in the UK is utterly unfit for purpose. We shall see if Great British Railways can persuade the government of the day to sort that out. I will be keeping tabs on them and I will be letting you know what happens. But for now, from me, Simon Calder at a moderately busy London Waterloo, thank you for listening. will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.